0: Oh, that is a great sound. Welcome to the fourth episode of the 13th Year Podcast. I'm Tim McQuarrie. Unfortunately, I'm the only one here right now. Um, I'm officially in the mountains. Uh, It's Friday, September 17th. It's uh, just after nine and me and the birds are recording the fourth episode. But before you click away, we do have uh, a very special update from my co-host Jack Salvin, um, I think we both have a lot of news. This could be the uh, most eventful pod so far I know last week was very exciting um, but Jack's got a whole bunch going on he's traveled you know across maybe ten states uh, i'm I haven't traveled across any states, but boy am I isolated right now and and I think we both have a lot of news to share so just a quick note last week's podcast was a couple days late so apologies to anyone who had was thinking they were having trouble finding it Um, there were a lot of issues with the connection between uh, where I was staying and Jack and Jordan Um, and it was about seven hours of editing it was just a drag but really happy with the end result I hope I hope uh, you guys all enjoyed it, so uh, this week we have no guest and I have no co-host, but we have a nice message from Jack. Uh, he was able to record a nice little segment from his tent in Yellowstone, but uh, due to my travel and uh, him being out of Wi-Fi range, we are we were not able to get a live recording together. But uh, I actually. Just listened to his segment. He has had a very, very exciting week. So, I'll roll the tape, and afterwards, I will let you guys know what I've been up to. And I think, it, I think it's going to be a good one. I I know it's not quite our normal formula, but I hope you enjoy. So here is Jack uh, from Yellowstone National Park.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to my part of the podcast uh i'm recording this from a tent inside of uh, yellowstone national park uh gearing up for a very cold night uh we're trying to get ready for 24 degrees and tomorrow 18 degrees at night so freezing cold Uh, we were not ready for these temperatures going in but uh we did bring some extra stuff so hopefully we're ready but i'm not going to talk about that quite yet uh i want to talk about how i got here so we're going to rewind to September 9th, which is the day that uh, we recorded uh, the first half of episode three. And if you remember, uh, I was working that day, uh, I think I mentioned. So I uh, finished work around nine and we, uh, or I got home and uh, ate some dinner and me and my dad left at 10 o'clock. Uh, headed toward my grandparent's house, uh, who live uh, right on Lake Ontario in uh, western New York. So we got in around 2 a.m., said hello, brushed our teeth, went to bed. Next day we wake up and uh, have breakfast, uh, some of my grandmother's eggs uh, and bacon uh, and zucchini bread and some Amish beet rolls uh it's a really good breakfast right there um, i makes some great food uh we got going around 12 o'clock uh we switched our car out with their car they got a bit more room so that's why we went up there first uh and we were on our way to alcari indiana uh passed through cleveland uh saw this crazy tricycle thing uh, keep it in mind this is september 10th and clearly this guy themes his tricycle so he had both twin towers in the back of his trike kind of weird dude but i mean i guess it was in uh his heart was in the right place it just you know little little tasteless but uh that was pretty much the most notable thing uh that day it's just a bunch of driving i think we did like an eight hour nine hour drive when you include stops um so we went to a barbecue restaurant and uh went to our hotel. Uh, That's where I recorded the second half of the third episode with uh, Tim and Jordan. So on to the next day. Uh, This day we head from here to South Bend, which was uh, I think about an hour or not even an hour. So got some breakfast, headed to the uh, lot of a Notre Dame game which is why we're in South Bend uh, the home of Notre Dame uh, or the University of Notre Dame I should say not (laughs) the cathedral obviously as you can tell by the way us Americans pronounce it Uh, so we go into the game uh, Notre Dame playing Toledo and everyone there is expecting a complete blowout Uh, Notre Dame at the time was ranked number 8 Toledo completely unranked you know uh, everyone's just there expecting to see a see a game, <laughs> but not a particularly great one. But it couldn't have been further from the truth. Notre Dame comes down first drive, hits the tight end like four times, scores a touchdown, and everyone's like, "All right, that's a wrap." Definitely not a wrap. Uh, Notre Dame fall 14 to 16 at half, and then uh, a really battling it out defense just could not get a stop until the end. The offense couldn't get anything going so with about a, two minutes left they go on a great drive uh and i think in less than 50 seconds get a touchdown uh hitting a tight end that they really haven't thrown to since that initial drive mayor who's got the potential to be a really really good uh nfl athlete so you know we'll see about that but uh they take a either a three or four point lead toledo has a chance to tie or win but uh fumble the ball we recover with 30 seconds left game over stadium going absolutely nuts the uh, college atmosphere is really just something that you can't beat college sports uh because you know the student sections have a really really solid cl- uh, connection more so than most uh, professional team fans have to professional teams so really cool atmosphere in a situation that we weren't espe- uh, expecting to be in but kind of glad at the end. So um, I've also kind of planned for this trip to make a jacket and try to get some patches from the parks and cities. Uh, So I got a pin from this game because there were no patches, unfortunately. And then we were on our way to Chicago. On our way to Chicago, we got some White Sox, Red Sox tickets. uh, And two minutes later, we remembered about a time difference between where we were and uh, would be. Basically the game had started an hour before, we thought, because our phones just were not set to the right time. So we got in around the fourth inning. And, you know, the White Sox Stadium is kind of weird. It's in the south side of Chicago, so not the uh, typical surroundings of a ballpark. But, uh, you know, kind of, they really stick to their roots, so big respect for that. It was a night game. It had rained just before we got there, so steam kind of rising up into the lights in this packed stadium and keep in mind despite their name the White Sox colors are uh, black and white and a lot of the stadium is painted black so you know these super bright lights with this steam rising up and uh, the ballpark is really it's it's not small but it seems small when you're in it because all the sides kind of rise up and really surround you uh which is not the case in Fenway or in Wrigley where we go the next day. So we watch uh some of that game we leave I think at the 8th inning and uh get to our hotel fall asleep wake up and we go to the Cubs game which I just mentioned. Uh go to Wrigley, uh walk around a little bit, go to a pub, get some some something to eat. Uh then we go into the ballpark and we watched uh, them play the Giants. And it was a pretty good game. Uh, Couldn't finish it out uh, just because of the timing. We left in like the seventh inning, but we were really there for the ballpark. Really, I I think it's great. Personally, I think Fenway's better, but you know, just my take, just my bias. But uh, I definitely like the more open parks compared to uh, those like the White Sox. But you know, not to discredit them. It's still a pretty cool park. I really like the pinwheels. So after that uh, Cubs game we uh, headed to Albert Lee, Minnesota and uh, we stopped at Uno's, got some Minnesota deep dish pizza because in Chicago I refused to eat any there, didn't want to become the deep dish pizza tourist that Chicago natives (laughs) kind of dread. Uh, So we got there, uh, went to sleep in our hotel and uh, woke up the next day. And uh, this is where we're on our way to the Badlands. So September 13th, on our way to the Badlands. Wake up around 8 or 9, get some food for camping at Walmart, and uh, drove probably about six hours this drive. And it's just, we we came into the uh, park from the east. So it's all flat, flat nothing, just grass, some trees in the distance farms corn flat nothing and as we approached probably with half an hour 20 minutes left uh, until we reached the gates in the horizon you see this small very concentrated jagged giant just out there Uh, and it's very abrupt where it starts and stops doesn't it's not gradually sloping up it's just sharp up down up down up down And uh, it's really something to see. Uh, Towards the west of the park, it's a little more mountainous uh, on the outside, so it's not really the same effect. But when you go from flat to these super jagged, super oddly shaped peaks, the Badlands, uh, it's really spectacular. So this is the first kind of uh, visually stunning national park that I've ever been to. So like seeing these huge mountains they look like they were made of mud in these wild uh shapes that the rock made makes and uh these balanced rocks on um, it the mountains almost seem like you could just they'd blow away in the wind and even when if you rub your hands on them they literally crumble like this mud like substance so just really unique really cool uh, thing to see for sure kind of like giant anthills with really really pointed top i don't i i can't even describe it you gotta look up pictures or go for yourself if you can i would definitely recommend it uh so we set up camp which was on a site in the park uh, in a prairie with the badlands in the background super duper duper cool but we didn't want to stay out there too long so we headed out to the notch trail which had probably this 30 40 foot ladder uh, maybe not that high, I don't know, uh, on the trail going straight up a cliff edge. And, uh, it was just really strenuous hiking, uh, not really strenuous, pretty strenuous hiking, you know, kind of walking on the cliff edges and, uh, climbing some rocks. But, you know, that's the kind of hikes you want to be doing in these unique areas. You want to be doing unique hikes that really take advantage of the landscape. So, um, did that. Did uh, two more shorter trails where we got a view of the canyons. And then um, drove back to the site, grilled some burgers, and tried to go to sleep. Uh, but I woke up at about 3 o'clock in the morning with the entire tent just shaking and really pushing like straight into my head. I, I am sleeping with my head in one of the corners of the tent, and uh, the wind just on the prairie was... Destro- destroying our tent i thought the entire tent was just going to collapse on so us at like three or four o'clock in the morning it was ridiculous uh, i was pouring rain the wind fly hitting the tent kind of scraping it. it sounded exactly like someone was uh dragging their feet right outside the tent right near my head or someone or something i should say because you really got to worry about the animals here um uh, So, you know, I had to get up, kind of look around a little bit to make sure we weren't getting, going to get mauled by anything, but we were fine. And the tent, uh, held strong, thankfully, because we're going to be in it (laughs) quite a few times over the next few days. So we got up again, uh, and went to the visitor center. I got my patch for, uh, my jacket and, uh, we did the saddle pass trail and then a uh, loop. So the saddle pass was Probably about a mile of going straight up this mountain, uh, really steep, a uh, lot of climbing over rocks, really cool part of the hike, and then you get up to the top, and the entire thing leveled out to this massive prairie with uh, some plateaus here and there They were kind of made of the same material as the uh, mountains, uh, and that's where we did our loop, which is about a four-mile loop i was able to get on top of some of the plateaus which is pretty cool kind of get a really good view of the mountains prairies and other little formations out in the distance uh so we drove out of the park saw some bighorn sheep goats prairie dogs uh then we drove to mount rushmore and um this was kind of one of those places where uh you've seen so many pictures of it as a uh, kid growing up in america and textbooks and uh just online and patriotic uh, ads or, you know, the works. So seeing in a person, it literally didn't even look real as it appeared behind the pines of the Black Hills. But it was definitely pretty cool. Uh, Got as close as we could. Got some good pictures, but, you know, as most people say, definitely not a day trip. Uh, Definitely just an hour or two. Get a look at it maybe go watch the film, go to the little museum and get out of there. So that's what we did. So then we arrived in uh, Hot Springs at a uh, KOA, which is a little uh, campsite chain, and uh, went to bed. Then the uh, 15th of September, we woke up, got some breakfast, we headed to the Mammoth site, which which is in Hot Springs, uh, in an active archaeological site. That uh, they've been digging up since I think about the 70s of this um, sinkhole that acted like a pond for mammoth to wade in. And then the mammoths couldn't get out because of how slippery the rock was and how steep it was. So a ton of mammoths got in and sadly drowned. Uh, but it caused this big kind of mass grave of uh, what they found, 60 plus mammoths, which is just insane in this... Uh, area that could fit and does fit inside of a kind of gymnasium sized building and uh, what's really remarkable is just how much they haven't done yet just because they have to be so meticulous with all the bones around they literally use dental tools just picking 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 at the uh, dirt so they probably got probably about half the way done in like almost 50 years of them being active so should be pretty cool to see uh what happens down the road there uh so after that we went into um hot springs namesake we swam around uh swam around in some natural hot springs which is pretty cool uh but not too cool because the natural temperature of the water was about 87 degrees so uh so after that we went to wind cave national park which uh like it sounds is a cave <laughs> uh we got there around two got it to around four uh, they fell up really really quick so that's the earliest we could get uh, did a little hike on the prairies above the cave which is also part of the park and home to a uh, almost 500 bison herd and we saw the 18 inch natural entrance to the cave and then we went down in did a uh, hour-long tour saw some box work which is this cool uh, structure that's probably about as thick as cardboard that makes these uh square type formations generally on the ceilings of the uh cave and wind wind cave uh contains about 90 percent of the entire world's box work so got to see some of that and uh, some other structure is pretty cool so after that we uh, got going and we went got to uh bull gray wyoming Uh, which was last night and uh on the way we saw a lot of deer which is really scary honestly because it was pitch black uh going on some really backcountry roads winding up mountains uh winding up and down mountains I should say uh with speed limits of like 65 taking these sharp turns and, uh, you know, it's so dark you can't see these deer until they're about 20 feet ahead of you, which when you're going that fast, it's just no time at all to react. Uh, and I was the one driving at that point, so definitely worrying. But uh, we made it through, got to the motel, and, um, you know, when we got there, the uh, manager of the motel, the night manager, told us that he had just been out to get duct tape to a uh, tape up this guy's front fender because he had hit a deer uh, right before we got there on the way so definitely got lucky there but uh I retired for the night and uh, woke up and headed to Yellowstone where we are now but that's where I'm going to cut her off I don't want to drone on too long this is already my second time recording this because the f- first time I recorded it, it was uh, almost 40 minutes and could not be sending Timmy that to edit so uh, that's where I'm going to cut it off for now uh, I'll tell you guys about Yellowstone and how our freezing cold night goes uh, next week Uh, hope you enjoyed listening and i hope you enjoy listening to the rest to the rest of the episode i know i'm really excited to listen to it uh so yeah thanks for listening hope you stick around for the second half and uh bye-bye
0: Boy, does that guy know how to tell a story! Wow, thank you for the great segment, Jack. Uh, you've had one busy week. Thank you for sharing it with me and uh, the listeners of the Thirteenth Year Pod here. Uh, you're you're fitting a lot in. Let me tell you, uh, can't say I had as exciting of a week, but but I'll share that in a second. Uh, I'm I'm a little disappointed that you went to two baseball games and made it through like ten innings between the both of them, but. That's all right. Um, I remember Badlands was especially surprising of a park. Uh, I really liked that one. I thought it sounded like, like you guys appreciated that one as well. The uh, Wind Caves, was it? I feel like we went there and weren't able to get a tour. Um, but I don't know. I, I got to look that one up because when you were talking about that, I was like, that sounded like it was one you did not want to miss. But... Uh hopefully you had a safe night in Yellowstone. I've not heard from him since um since he sent me this segment. Um so hopefully he's alive and well. Um other than that, I I look forward to it. hopefully we can get a live live pod for next week. I don't know exactly where you'll be. I know you mentioned you're going to salt lake and then i think that's as far west as you're going i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna say confidently next week we're gonna have a great guest and a great uh live show but with you know the great great co-host jack salvin so thank you jack hope you're well and thanks so much for for sending the segment um so on my end i have not uh traveled as far as jack but i have moved um, I left my place in de Norte and San Juan in the capital uh, after f- finishing my two weeks of language school, and I'm now in the mountains of Ajuntas. Um So the last pod was filmed on Wednesday and Thursday, and since then I have had some pretty exciting uh, things. Um I filmed the pod right before leaving uh to go on the bioluminescent kayak uh tour in Farjado on the east coast of um Puerto Rico. So that went well. Um it was a really like unreal experience where uh when you're in like complete dark and you just like touch the water or like splash on yourself, it's just like uh It's like a white light, it's like a lightning bug-esque, like, you know, lightning bug's the yellow, but you can imagine like the little white, because it's just bacteria, uh, it's like a single-celled organism, an algae that uh, creates the light, so it was a really cool experience. Um, It was a little weird, because I was doing it with my roommate, who doesn't really speak too much English, and... Uh, it was kind of like forced communication and socialization between the two of us, but no complaints. It was it was pretty cool. Then the next night, um, me and Andres went to a like Puerto Rican bar restaurant kind of thing, and we got a Ron con Pancha, um, and then Chicharrones de Pollo. It was uh, very nice. I mean, the food. My overall analysis of the food thus far has been satisfactory, nothing special, um, and I've gone to some, like, really nice Puerto Rican restaurants, it's just a lot of fried food that's not too seasoned, um, and, you know, that's all right, and then after we went to the restaurant, uh, we saw the Chang Chi movie, the new Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, the Marvel one at Cine Roosevelt, and, it was a really enjoyable experience. Um, so it was a fun night out. This is Friday night. And Saturday, I wake up and uh, go to brunch with two classmates of mine, um, Marissa, who is from Hawaii, and Kirthana, who is from Tucson, Arizona. And they're 40 and 30, respectively, so it was, like, definitely an interesting place to find myself and they're both like Columbia educated but it was really nice we got like a fancy brunch um and then after that went to the beach then went to like the celebrity chef's restaurant bar um and got like very expensive drinks it was like $12 for like a uh cocktail but you know all right legally ordering drinks and then we went to old san juan um walked around went to like a spice shop went to a hot sauce store went to an art shop um and then sat down at a mexican place and it was a really fun experience it was like i mean when like you when i was when i think back about it and i'm like i'm hanging out with like a 30 and a 40 year old you're like Like, there's a 10-year gap between each one of us, but, like, I don't know. When you kind of forgot about that, and we're just enjoying the company, it was really nice. Uh, A lot of laughs. It was really overall great experience. Uh, Saturday, brunch, beach, dinner. Then headed home. In the next week, I started uh, week two of classes at the language school um and it was a very interesting week of classes we kind of repeated the same material that we did last week but the personalities were really just interesting i mean we had this guy who's probably 28 from jersey city who was like a cinematographer works in the movie industry um like all tatted up then we had kelly who was there last week who We originally referred to as Debbie because she would, like, not answer questions and would kind of, like, fall asleep and, like, step out of the room for, like, 20 minutes at a time. That's – her story continues. Uh, And then we had Jake, who uh, is with the National Guard and is in military intelligence and just is talking about war and military strategy. And then we have Rick, who probably, like, 65, 70 from Florida, and he looks exactly like Trump. I mean – He's got like the spray tanned skin uh he's got the orange hair slick back. He looks more like Trump than like the trump character on s n l It's just crazy and uh he you know has the trump personality as well uh during the class uh talk about news and like a o c and her text. The rich dress would come up, and this is uh keep in mind all in Spanish and trump would yell out like oh she's nothing more than a bartender but in just like the worst spanish with like asking a teacher how to say stuff you know horrible pronunciations and then and there was just a lot of that like climate change would come out and rick would blurt out like oh there's two sides to that story you know anything i read in climate change isn't real i mean there were hot days when i was young there's hot days now i mean that's just how the climate works it's all. He's like, ¿Cómo se dice? you know, all these just nonsense. I mean, it was just really funny. And then we got like Jake talking about military strategy the whole time. And then Kelly's just like dozing off and then, then just saying something funny. Joshua was just kind of there laughing. I mean, it was just, I mean, it felt like we were in like a sitcom. I mean, I, I was on the phone with mom and I was explaining, I was like, this would be a great idea for a TV show. And then we were like, "Oh, it's kind of like what community was." And I was like, "Well, I'll give it to community. That was a great sitcom setup." So very exciting week of classes. It was pretty funny. Um, other than that, on Wednesday, me and Kirithano, who's in the other class, and Kelly got lunch together, and it was just like I. It's been a while since I like laughed that hard because. Kelly from Kentucky is just, she just like doesn't care. It was just really funny, uh, enjoyable lunch. Um, And that was Wednesday, Thursday. I played basketball with Andres and we went and got some Mexican food. That was mediocre. And then I have a call with Bill from the foundation and from Arturo from Adjuntas here, and he says that there's a group of students coming Saturday morning, doing a starting a project at nine that they're going to be doing the whole year, and that would be like a pretty valuable orientation to be, you know, attending so I can meet some people that are going to be in and out all the time. So then I call uh, Belkis and Elu, who have been very helpful, the people who gave me the bike, and have been driving me around a little bit. And they say, you know, we can drive you, but we got to go to Aguadilla, which is a town in the northwest of the island, to drop off a truckload of food at the university there. So if you come with us then, we can drop you off after. So, of course, you know, I'm like, that that's perfect. Thanks so much. Um, and I just start a mad rush to get all my my stuff together get all packed up i didn't really get to say goodbye to anyone which was a little disappointing but i was able to send some texts um and i had to cancel like uh some of the some of the students who i became friends with planned like a a a night out for me because i was leaving because the rest of them are staying for a couple more weeks and we're gonna like uh go to this big plaza where there's like salsa dancing at night and there's a whole bunch of like bars and kiosk and restaurants and street food um so i was a little disappointed because i think that would have been a lot of fun but um it probably you know i decided it made the most sense to go into the mountains a day early and and anyway this is last night then this morning friday morning at at 8 i get picked up we go to a food warehouse pack a like Like a truck, not a semi-truck, but like half a semi-truck. I don't know what you would call those. Full food, drove it to Aguadilla, about a three-hour drive. Dropped the food off at uh, University of Puerto Rico, Aguadilla. And then drove through the mountains. I mean, GPS was like, these are two ways. You can go, you know, north along the coast and then go into mountains or south along the coast into the mountains. And um, Belkis was like, oh, let's just go on this little road that goes straight there and it's like a one lane road through the mountains with like a hundred yard drops on each side the whole way and it was just a little bit of a crazy ride but we did it uh, about an hour 45 in the car and I made it to the mountain town where I'll be spending the next seven months um, in Adjuntas so made it here spoke with the director got a little tour and then uh one of the employees like walked me around the city so I got a grasp of where everything is how everything works and they showed me to my apartment which is on top of the building it's this really cool two-room apartment um it's like you know what native New Yorkers would call Adirondack style but you know wherever you're like outdoorsy style kinda, you know, wood, all wood furniture. There's like a hammock in here. There's a balcony that, that overlooks the mountain range. It's a really cool place. So I got myself a little bed, a little half kitchen, bathroom, and like a dining room kind of thing with a big window that you can look out into the mountains. And there's a hammock inside here. It's a really nice place. And the only way to get up here is this like tiny little spiral stair staircase. So it's a really cool spot where I'll be where I'll be for for a little while. The town is just really cool. They have just an amazing plaza with like a whole bunch of coffee shops and bakeries. There's like no big chains, which is like very rare on the island. There's no Walgreens, uh, you know, no CVS, no Walmart. Um, so it seems like just a perfect place. The organization's really cool. I mean, from where I'm sitting right now on the balcony, I can, you know, s- see into the mountains, you know, there's birds, trees, there's a ra they have like their radio station right in front of me. They have like a museum, a classroom, a lab, their solar uh, teaching center. It's just a really cool place. So I think it's going to be a really good couple months. I spoke, there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot that I can do. So I think it's gonna be really exciting. I'm really happy with the situation, but it's a little bit of a bummer that uh, I had like three good friends that I made uh, in the city who I'd been hanging out with. And now I'm kinda back to square one where I know even less people than I did when I started in San Juan. So uh, it's gonna take a little while to adjust, but it's really nice that I have a, a cool place here and there's work to do. And I don't know, in general, I'm really, mostly just feeling excited. So that will bring us to the end of the fourth episode of the 13th year podcast. Not quite our normal formula here, but I think we got, I mean, we both got a lot going on and, uh, I'm glad that we were able to, to keep, to keep the content rolling out. Um, next week, like I said, we'll be back live, back, have some guests. And by then, you know, Jack will have had another week across the U S and I will have had a week here, actually, you know, learn some stuff and hopefully keep myself busy. So thank you, everyone. I hope all of you are doing well. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Have a good one.